Hello, and thank you for joining me, Fighting Father, on episode six of the Hypnotic Quixotic, the Fighting Father official, or it's Fighting Father official with no the, on Instagram is joining me today. He's a young millennial dad who uses light-hearted comedy to try to wake people up to understand that America's in peril. And I found him on Instagram and we messaged a couple of times and we freely could identify with one another and what we were both doing for our country and for our fellow countrymen. So welcome. Thanks for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you so much. Great intro. I feel very honored and uh, definitely made me sound way cooler than I am, but I'm glad to be here. (laughs) Thank you all. I appreciate you. Thank you. I want to first compliment you on your meme work because it's super <laughs> impressive. You have a, you must have a very like a cinephile type of a brain because I don't know how you can pull those clips that are so relevant <laughs> to the, you know, the meme verbiage is so perfect with the clip and i found them to be really enjoyable and funny and savage as fuck (laughs) thank you i'm glad to know we can cuss on here that's perfect Um, but yeah i know you know honestly i do i love movies i love tv and film it's i know it's laden with a bunch of satanism and terrible people but i think it's uh it's a great way to like embody a lot of these themes and like to tie them to uh to kind of things that I want to expose. And sometimes it just hits the nail on the head. I'll just be like laying in bed or even I've like dreamt of, of memes before. Like I've dreamt in memes where it's like a scene comes to my head from a movie and I'll wake up the next day and I'm like, oh, Predator, I have to use that scene, you know? And sometimes I'll just watch like a scene and then I don't have like, I don't know what it's going to be, like what the meme is going to be about, but I know that it could be a meme and I'll snip it out. And then I'll just like sit on it for a little bit and then it just clicks and it happens. So I really appreciate it. Thank you. I thought everyone would hate them, but I just did them and people like them. So I keep doing them. (laughs) Yeah. And they're very distinctive because they have that leaf pattern around them, Mm. which is indicative of your lifestyle. Yeah, definitely. So why don't you talk a little bit about your lifestyle? Yeah. Great catch. Thank you. Um, Yeah, honestly, um, I've kind of over the years tried to tailor my lifestyle back to traditionalism and to just kind of getting back to nature, getting back to square one and kind of uh, uh, de-platforming myself a bit, you know, and uh, de-kind of technologic-fying myself a bit too. Um, So I have a love-hate relationship with Instagram and like with all these big platforms, you know, like I think it's a necessary evil and I try to use it for like the ways that it it can serve me and help to like connect me to others and help wake others up, which is, I feel like kind of my purpose at this point. Um, But I like to just get back to nature. So I, you know, I moved, I moved uh, out of my communist state and moved to a better uh, state. That's more, you know, kind of free over here. And um, you know, I have, I have a child now and I want to get her back to the basics of understanding how to grow your own vegetables and how to, raise, you know, raise animals. And these are all things that like, I never learned how to do because I was raised in a city, but now I'm teaching myself. um, And that's the benefit of technology, you know, but getting back to that, that square one of humanity, where we were less reliant on all these 
uh, you know, pieces of technology, but we could survive somehow, right? Like what a wonder how, how that happened. We just knew how to survive and we didn't need any of these things to entertain us throughout the day. So that's kind of like where all the like leaf and like fighting, fighting father came from is like fighting for, uh, our future generations just to get back to like what's important and, uh, not to really bog ourselves down or become slaves to like these systems that have been designed to ultimately enslave us. When was your awakening? Mm. That's a good question. I think, uh, I think COVID definitely like nailed, like nailed the coffin for me before that. Like I was always known with my friends as like the truther guy as like the conspiracy theorist, everyone's favorite term invented by the CIA. But you know, like I would always talk to people about that stuff and I never like really quite fit in. And everyone always thought I was like the crazy one. My friend's parents always just be like, oh, that guy's on drugs, even though I'm like was sober my entire life, you know, <laughs> but um, I think it was COVID that like, really, I just saw the nonsense. I'm not going to lie. Like at first I was terrified. I was like, oh shit. Like this is, I thought it was a reckoning. I was like, this is it. Like this is world war three. Like we're done for. And like, luckily I had prepared because I was already kind of of that mindset, you know, I had food, guns and ammo and water, but um I kind of saw through the bullshit almost immediately, you know, like it was like a month that I was kind of scared and I was being cautious. And um, then I just started seeing more and more stuff that tipped me off. So, you know, growing up, like I still distinctly remember the day of 9-11. Um, I still distinctly remember that happening and like being under that spell for like a long time. It's so funny. Like I know I'm sure you can like identify with this, like looking back and being like a completely different person and like wanting to shake that old person, you know, like. I'll be honest, I voted for Obama because I was like in college being a complete like liberal idiot. You know what I mean? And I look back now and I'm like, yo, I wish I could beat the shit out of that kid who like, I wish I could just grab him and shake him and be like, yo, like, what were you thinking? But it's, it's funny to me because it's like, that is so indicative of the system that takes hold of these young kids minds. And I was a part of it, you know? And so I think like after college, when I traveled a bit, and I started to experience more outside of the curriculum of of uh communism and and school that imprints on you and you know shapes you into the what they want you to be once i could see outside of that and like really experience some actual life shit like being homeless and traveling around and playing for money on the street like it wakes you up and you start to realize like oh wow there's really a lot more than like these concepts that are fabricated and fed force fed down our throats in school so sorry for the long-winded answer but i think yeah covid really uh, kind of sealed the deal for me um in in terms of like maybe not being a truther, but like wanting to be active in the truth community and being like this, I've had enough, you know? And like, then of course having a baby is just the, the extra nail in the coffin where it's like, yo, you know, this, this is the purpose of, of my existence. And I'm going to fight tooth and nail to everything I have to, to defend her and, and protect her. Right. I remember um, COVID happening and I was like, petrified for like the first month too. And then I became less scared of the virus, but more scared of doctors. Yeah. Yeah. That's and, good I, and I was like, Whoa, man, like <laughs> the hospitals are really doing some nefarious shit. And then I started listening to David Martin, PhD. Do you know who he is? No, I don't, but I'll definitely check him out now. He's like, was disclosing all the patents and everything that were taken out in 2015, 2014, 2012. And then like, I got wind of like 
COVID, meaning certificate of vaccination ID. You knew that, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and I was like, oh, boy. And then I just sought out amazing Polly. Do you know who she is? No, but I'm writing all these down. <laughs> She's like a really investigative, driven, uh, independent journalist out of Canada who connected all the dots of the same people that were behind COVID were behind AIDS and and PEPFAR, which was basically a money laundering, you know, a charitable organization, I think it was. And, right. and I was like, holy shit. And she just connected all the dots, all the money, all the employees. And it became a real burden for me because I became terrified of doctors, which I never thought would happen. I mean, I worked for a psychologist for 10 years who said, you know, he was on the Gary Knoll network. He had a podcast. Wow. And they, you know, so I was aware that medical mistakes were very responsible for a lot of deaths, like 300,000 deaths a year in America. Right. But I never like was like, oh, shit, man, I better not go to the doctor. But then after this happened, I was scared to go to the doctor because, A, I didn't want to have to take a test. B, I didn't want them to try to bully me into the vaccination. (laughs) And C, if they started that shit with me, then I knew that they weren't legit. And my ex was a very prominent surgeon in New York you know, in New York magazine three separate times is like Mr. Thoracic Surgeon, right? And I remember having conversations with him and the minute he told me to wear a mask on the beach outside in Connecticut, <laughs> I was like, uh, bro, I don't think I can talk to you anymore. Oh yeah. That's nailed. That's done. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure like what's happening here, but you know, I, you know, you're one of the most respected, intelligent doctors in New York city. I said, and I'm smarter than you right now. I said, this yeah. is, this is alarming to me. Yeah. And we haven't talked since because I was so offended that he thought that I was so stupid that I was going to go to a beach in a mask. I didn't even wear it. I was the only one maskless in the grocery store. Yep. You know, thumbing my middle finger up at everybody, like, like, (laughs) stop it, you know? So, and then I moved out of my communist state of Connecticut and I moved to Florida because I ran into a whole station where my job, mandated it and everybody in my office got it but me and then I and then I was the only one working during communism I hate to call it C-O-V-I-D I hate that fucking word and (laughs) and I'm working by myself in the office like not scared and I work with all men and they're all home terrified and and then I get banned from my office wow i was like i i gotta get out of here i can't yeah. this is very disturbing horrible feelings i had inside over being banned from my office they were like i just didn't 
know how deeply that would hurt. And it, it was very, it was like a psychological wound. Now I truly know what it is to be discriminated against. Yep. It was scary. Yeah, that is terrifying. And that's, I mean, ultimately what they want is to break your spirit and break your, break your hope, break your will. And, uh, just, you know, turn you into a, into cattle, turn us all into cattle and sheep for the hurt, for the, you know, the slaughter and be able to thin the herd. And that's really what it all comes down to. And that's, you know, what all these, like, there's a multifaceted, like beyond our even scope of imagination, like attack on humanity. That's been playing out for centuries to come now. And I think we're just living like the crux of it right now. And I think, you know, the, the C word was definitely uh, a large test on humanity to see like how, what, what they could get away with and what we're ready for, you know, what, what they could pull next. Um, and I have some similar experiences to you that you just spoke about with friends, family, and then just like, yeah, random people at the grocery store, you know, I wouldn't wear a mask and I'd be minding my own business. And I would literally get like screamed at and yelled at by people. Who Weird. Everybody got so, life, you know, just such yeah, it's almost like they like were able to like, blanket everyone with like a hypnotic and turn them into like their little songbirds you know it's kind of crazy uh when it comes down to it and i mean even now it's like it's terrifying in the way that like there's so much to digest and there's so much that we don't know that they're already working on or are already you know kind of releasing on us um so it's like i think the important thing for me lately since i moved out of you know the communist state i was in to a more, you know, accepting state and more free state is just to like take a breath. And like, I'm sure you can kind of identify with that too. like not get like that overwhelming kind of like anxiety and negativity, because ultimately that's what, what you and I were talking about before, like the loose energy, they feed off of that. They want us in that spot. They want us sick, you know, whether mentally or physically or both um, crippled and uh, easy to control. And I think that's important. We take our power back uh, by not allowing that to happen, not giving them autonomy over our bodies, our minds and our souls. Yeah. And by being healthy is the ultimate rebellion. hundred percent. They know that that's why they want to try to ban meat and they want to try to, you know, feed us a bunch of GMO crops sprayed with glyphosate. And I mean, they know what they're doing, you know, it's, it's really sad to see. And like, especially again, like being a father, it's, it's terrifying, you know, cause you're like, Oh, my daughter can't even eat a fucking peach from like, you know, the store, because what if it has, roundup on it you know like and it's going to impair her her growth you know it's like all of these things and like you know talk about like the rising rates of autism and throughout the years directly linked to, to po- hokey pokies you know like and i think people are starting to get like more aware and, and more wise and i think the internet got away from them thankfully and and the truthers have kind of taken it over which is why they're trying to backtrack now um and that's helped a lot so in that way i love social media but in a lot of ways it's 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 a battle every day to try and to try and keep that fight going, you know, which is where I kind of feel like memes are like a good way to kind of cut through the noise and try to fly under the radar a little bit with these, uh, with this cancel culture, you know, but I've gotten to fights on Instagram, like a lot too. It's, it's real funny. Honestly, it just makes me laugh. So. <laughs> the woke clown mob, you know? Yeah. I just use it for truth telling because it's just, otherwise it's just uh poison. Yeah. It's, it's really uh turned women into like real freak shows i mean like oh my god yeah talk about it it has really damaged women i think more way more than men 
hundred percent has turned them into a commodity to be just used and abused. And now we have, you know, OF and all these sites that are just completely kind of desensitizing everyone to sexuality and to like actual relationships. Um, traditionalism, again, being attacked, the family unit being attacked, nuclear family, having children, like all of these things are just, they're, they're attacking every single angle they can to make sure that like, we don't reproduce that we don't, you know, have a loving family that we don't go back to like these ways that we don't rely on anyone else, right? We rely on ourselves and they have no power over us. So exactly, it's, it's, it's terrible. And I, I see that stuff on there. And I mean, it's a battle, you know, cause we're human and like, we have those temptations and sort of things. And like, as a man, of course, like the, those temptations arise and stuff, but you just have to fight through it because ultimately at the end of the day, we know that faith, in something greater than ourselves, something positive and something bigger, whether it's God or not, like that, that really takes precedent over any sort of earthly sensation or earthly, you know, temporal thing that's going to entertain us in the meantime, you know, it's, it's all a distraction keeps us enslaved. Yeah. Cause the matrix is based on hedonism really and self-loathing. My my friends and I always talk about like how how to function now now that we're awake and not get depressed. You and I talk, or people like us yeah. talk, because then we can share additional people and we can create more of a community. Hundred percent. What is life like now that you have a daughter? You're a young dad. Are you planning on having more children? Or are you going to wait and see what the fallout is? Um, what is it like? Um, did you have to really change your mindset to become more of a traditionalist or were you kind of, I don't know, conservative is, I don't think it's the right word to use. I'm with you. Yeah. I'm with you. Because it Um, turns, it turns a lot of people off and I'm not a Republican or I'm an independent, you know, I'm a free thinker. I'm I'm not yeah, I'm not dumb enough to be right or left, but I will I will blame a lot of the cultural Marxism on the left because that's where it mostly stems from. And then they just buy people on the so-called right when they're actually a uniparty. So yep. did you plan your child? Did it just happen? What did it make you more conservative, the child? That's a great question. Yeah, that's it's a very interesting story, honestly. I, I always knew I wanted kids specifically a daughter um and multiple kids so I, I always say like as a joke kind of not joking as many as the lord will provide you know and my wife thinks that's funny so <laughs> but um no yeah I, I i honestly i think it kind of happened at the right time as it was meant to be you know and um, we had tried for a while and nothing kind of really happened uh you know went went through a few things and um i don't know i started like praying a lot i'm not like a very re- super like heavy religious person, but I am spiritual. Um, and so I kind of started praying to like whatever I'm praying to, to try and, you know, get that guidance. And I guess we could call it God for sake of conversation, but I don't really prescribe to any like, you know, typical uh, religion. But um, yeah, one day I remember I just woke up and I felt a voice in my head that was not my own voice, like just distinctly telling me you need to have a child. Like that guy was praying for guidance and sends shivers down my spine still, but I was asking, why am I so depressed? Like, why do I feel so purposeless, like meaningless? And like, I'm just going through the motions and, you know, using money and earning and burning and just doing all these hedonistic things. And, um, you know, what, how can I 
live a better life. And I woke up one day and there it was, there was the answer. And I still fought that. Like I still fought it. Ah, I don't think I'm ready for that. You know, even though it was this overwhelming lightning bolt feeling, you know, and that's the funny part about God is like, we, we think we're so in control of everything when we're like really not, you know, and, um, it happened and it was still like a fight for me. It was still like, I don't think I'm ready for this. I had like a freak out, you know, and ultimately it was the best possible thing that could have ever happened in my entire life. Like the most happy thing that could ever happen to me. It set me on, on like a path of strength and willpower. And uh, like you said, conservatism, conservatism and uh, traditionalism, you know, like it made me feel like a man, like a man should feel, you know, and, now I feel good. I feel like I have someone to provide for. I have a life to protect. Um, I have a purpose, you know, I have a purpose and a calling and a meaning. And, and I think that's ultimately what it is. And that's that feeling that they don't want us to feel because when you feel that nothing else matters and you'll, you'll fight tooth and nail for anything, you know? Um, and so it strikes me a lot of times when I see these parents who are like woke clowns, we'll call them. Um, it's insane. Like I have, I have friends, you know, who have completely written me off because they're like, how dare you? You're so offensive. Your memes are like, you know, personally attacking people and you're such an anti-trans and you're, I'm, I'm not, I don't hate anyone at all. Like, I really don't. And that's like the funniest part of this all is like, they're so wrapped up and we'll call them leftists. Cause I agree with you. A lot of that's coming from that woke agenda, you know, like they're so wrapped up in being a victim and being like playing this victim mentality and like playing this charade that they don't even know like themselves from from what they're told to feel you know like they they're being a mime they're a mime they're like a puppet you know and it's you can tell that they're just fighting for something that they don't even themselves believe in or fully understand you know so to me it doesn't bother me because i i just pray for them and i hope that like they will wake up someday and feel the feeling that i felt when i had a daughter you know and i hope for the sake of the, their children that they don't they don't ruin their lives because we, you know, let's be honest, a lot of this gender transitioning and stuff is happening and it's, it's sickening really to me. So I, I try to like not get too wrapped up in it. I try to, again, like just laugh it off and make it like a comedy kind of thing about like, you know, through memeing and that kind of stuff. Cause if it gets too serious, it starts to get negative again. And then it's just a downward spiral. So again, long-winded answer, but uh, you know, yeah, definitely being a father has completely turned my life around. I mean, of course it's not like, you know, peaches and cream and every day is like, Oh, you know, I'm traditional and I'm a man and I'm going to go outside and hunt and stuff. It's, there's still temptations and there's still worldly things that you have to fight against. And there's still, you know, the battle of the self. Um, but I think as long as you're battling that every single day and you're doing it for a greater purpose, uh, that's ultimately what matters in the end. And, and ultimately what's what defines us as like a good human being, you know, so. What are you battling? Temptation? What do you mean? temptations all the time earthly temptations you know even if it's just oh, i want to eat this fucking piece of cake right now but i know i shouldn't because you know there was a video there was a video sidebar there was a video that i can't remember the guy's name i think his name's nordic fitness or something he said it perfectly he was like the battle of being a parent or a father specifically is you want to be healthy so you go to the gym you make time for the gym and eating healthy but then you also want to make money to support your family. So you make time for working, which I do way too fucking much of. And then you want to also spend time with your family. So you're stuck in this like trifecta, right? Of like, it's fighting against each other. It's a triangle where you're just fucking bouncing around the sides. And a lot of people don't get it. You know, like they, they think, oh, you're going to the gym because you want to be like vain. It's like, no, I'm going to the gym because 
when I work out and I become a better person for myself and I have better mental clarity and I'm going to live longer and I can play with my children and like be that father figure that betters them. It's not just for myself. Of course it makes me feel better, but it's ultimately gives like the rewards to everyone around me. Right. So like people see these things as selfish, you know, um, that really aren't. So I think that's kind of the battle, right? It's like time. There's never enough time, you know, and that's the battle that I found myself in. And I, you know, your last podcast, a great one, by the way, money is another one that like we're enslaved to. And that's an earthly temptation for sure too. Like I'm always trying to look at new ways. Uh, maybe I should go work more today to like make some more money and then we can do this or do that, or I can buy this or buy that. Usually things I don't fucking need, you know? And yeah. <laughs> so it's like, it's those sort of like temporal uh, materialistic things that I battle typically. Um, and just trying to, trying to stay, um, we'll call it devout, even though again, I don't prescribe to like a particular religion, but trying to be a good figure, trying to be a good parent, trying to be a good example. Um, and then just not being a lazy fuck, you know, like <laughs> there's, a, <laughs> there's so much laziness in our world and like so much, like it's so easy to be lazy, you know, and like now I got chickens, right. So now I have to take care of the chickens and like, it's like, they're going to die if I don't take care of them. So I almost like push myself into these things, start a garden or my plants are going to die and I can't, you know, just go to the store and buy more because they're probably laden with pesticides. So kind of like setting your life up in a way that's like, you're kind of, screwed if you don't get up off your ass and do something right like that's kind of like <laughs> the way that i see it now to like battle those sort of temptations to be uh subservient and sort of uh complacent we'll call it i know and isn't it funny how they uh perpetuated this uh it's right wing to be fit my goodness <laughs> it's hilarious and like they use that as like a they use that as like a diss you know yeah yeah, just to be healthy and fit and the striking, you know, leftists want to be these really clown looking people that they want to push onto us. Like this whole Lizzo thing. I'm just like, bro, I've been calling out Lizzo since day one. Like I'm not a fat shame or anything. Like I'm not, I'm not that way, but come on, like health is health, you know, health is wealth. Like we can't, we can't call a freaking, you know, we can't call a person who's clearly overweight and say like that that's the new definition of healthy. That's one kind of example. And beauty, like, come on. And that now a man dressed in women's clothes is like the example of beauty. Like they're changing, they're pushing the goalposts so far, like in these, in these absolutely insane ways that it just like, to me, it's so unreal to me. It's like, I don't know how anyone could fall for it. And I feel like I, I like pity. I pity a fool. Like I pity people who fall for it. And I just hope they wake up honestly. And I hope the memes just do their, do the work, you know, and, and I pray for their souls. The stuff that's perpetuated upon us daily is just such an assault in so many different ways. I feel like I'm just being gaslit into oblivion. And if you don't laugh, like you can get really pissed off. Yep. Yep. I a hundred percent. You have to like, you have to have some sort of like comedy. Some, I wasn't, I was in that dark place for a long time, you know, like, especially during COVID, like, I think that was definitely a main goal. I mean, not even, I think, I know that was a main goal to depress the shit out of everyone up the sales and usage of alcohol and drugs and porn and all of these things that just captivate our souls and keep us locked down, you know, like that's, that's and a, and a low vibration, low frequency. Yes. A hundred percent. That's what they want, right? They feed off of that. Like we were talking about like that low vibration, low energy, you know, as long as they keep you in that spot, you you won't become autonomous. You won't you won't get up off your ass and like start your own 
you know, start your own business or start, you know, build up your land or buy some land and become self-serving and, you know, um, sovereign. They, they, they don't want that ultimately. And that's, that's what all this attack is about. It's from those multiple angles of keeping us enslaved to those, uh, to those temptations and distractions. Yeah. That's why they're legalizing weed everywhere. So everybody becomes inert. It's insane, honestly. And it's such a low, I, I used to smoke weed like back in the day, you know, and I, it took me a while to realize like, damn, like this, when you, when you kind of go down that road, like it's very easy to become like a servant to that, to that, um, drug, you know, like, um, alcohol to spirits, right? Like it's very easy to become like servant to those things. And like to, for that, not to serve you, but for, for you to serve it and like worship it in a way, you know, like social media is a drug, you know, you can worship that a lot of times. A lot of times I'll just be scrolling and like, what the fuck am I doing? You know, like, Getting your dopamine hit. Exactly. You're in a trance, you know, and that's, that's what they want. They want you distracted and only, only really observing or being able to glean information that they, they give you themselves, you know, and they've taken away the community. That's, that's ultimately what they're attacking, you know, is that traditional value of community. And they don't want you participating. They want you to be an observer and to be programmed. Gladiator. Are you not entertained? Yeah. Precisely. I find myself turning on the TV a lot less. I watched a movie for the first time last night. What'd you watch? I watched Fatal. Fatal. F A T A L E. It's good. It. Uh, no, I found it to be. <laughs> I found it to be very disturbing for my psyche. I don't like violence and horror, yeah. but I could be very verbally violent in a very humorous way. Yeah. <laughs> You know, like my humor is roasting people, oh, you know, boom, roasted. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so my friends and I like go ham, like we are so funny, and <laughs> but it's like mean funny because you have to have a release. All of us have dark and light and you have to have a release valve, right? You have to let yeah. the air out slowly. Otherwise you pop. But I found myself like pretty disturbed by it. Yeah. And I was like, wow, these movies are like not older movies. Like I, I like Lords of Dogtown, like indie oh, yeah. movies, you know what I mean? But like the newer movies, there's like an insidious sort of a negativity, like a, like a real bad, dark energy to them. And I was talking to my friend before about, I was like, you know, I love Ozzy and and Ozzy was like purporting the devil way back when. But I didn't feel like I was being affected by it for some reason. But maybe I was. I don't know. Because I still listen to Ozzy. But um, I don't feel particularly negative or dark. Yeah. But the music today, like the pop music, mm-hmm. like Taylor Swift and shit like that. You see mm-hmm. their, their stage shows, are they're really like dark and strange like she's supposed to be like she went from like this innocent sort of all-american girl to like this seductress like serpent like i don't people aren't even remembering her concerts when they leave and that to me is i feel like they're ratcheting it up even though like iron maiden and all that stuff that i listen to Right. I went to hardcore shows and they were mostly like political. I used to skate to shows at the VFW 
and um, Seven Seconds, Agnostic Front, like all those bands. It never felt like it was negatively impacting me. I remember just like trading books and talking about indie films. Like the people that were into punk rock in the 80s were highly intelligent. And um, a lot of them are straight edge. And I I ran around with Henry Rollins for a number of years and he was very straight edge. And then, you know, oddly, we had a falling out over politics Hmm. because because I was never fooled by Obama. (laughs) You're lucky. You're you're a lucky one. (laughs) I was. Yeah. I mean, I'm hard to bullshit, though. So it's like. I've been very analytical since I'm a young child and I feel like there's a a certain subsection of us that are awake that we're like, man, shit's fucking weird when you're little. If you notice that shit is weird when you're little, I think you have a propensity to be more analytical and to study human beings and study behavior and be and question shit. Right. Did, right. That's how you were. Right. People were calling you weird because you were like, mm, yeah, I'm not just going to, you know, buy what they're selling me. Yep. hundred percent. But it feels like now pop culture feels more insidious or, or is it am I right or wrong? What do you what is yeah. your opinion? You're 100 percent on the money. I mean, that's that's definitely spot on to what I I. Like I grew up the same way. My brother's a couple years older than me. You know, I'm in my 30s, and he's a little older. And he he raised me on Pantera and Slayer and like all these bands that are like deeply demonic. You know, like with pentagrams on their shit. And like I never listened to that and was like, oh, I love the devil. You know, like yeah, same. <laughs> it's like, like good music. You know, Iron Maiden, same. You know, like I think a lot of that was like a show, and a lot of it was just like the culture of that sort of music, and it wasn't like a real thing, but now i agree everything is a lot more insidious they're playing their cards like a lot more up front you know this whole travis scott incident um astroworld yeah that was um, weird his most recent one a lot of it it's it's rituals it's ritualistic uh occurrences that are happening in real time in this day and age they're bringing about they're bringing about like hell on earth that's that's ultimately what it is i think they're playing their hand a lot more strongly um and they're becoming a lot more apparent with their motives because people just don't give a fuck. Like that people are so hypnotized. They're yes. so able to like be, uh, you know, duped these days that you could put out as, as many articles about Taylor Swift performing seances as you want. No one's going to like, she's never going to get canceled. Right. Because they control the media, they control everyone's opinion. Um, and people are just going to joke about it at the end of the day, but it's like, that's exactly what's happening. You know, who knows? Number one, if that's even Taylor Swift still it could be a fucking clone and who knows? Like, w- like, if she's MK ultra or like what the deal is behind that, but she's definitely part of some sort of dark energy. Maybe she's a high priestess of the satanic church or something, you know? Um, but they're all working toward the same ends. You know, they're all trying to bring about these terrible, really uh, soul suffering kind of antics to people. And that's why people go to those concerts and they can't even remember that they were there because they, they, they stole their energy while they were there. They were, they were performing a ritual using everyone's energy and using it for whatever means necessary to bring about what they want on earth, which is ultimately doom and gloom and Satanism and hedonism. And, you know, back to the very first days of, of to take you away from yourself, to take you away from personal power. Yep. And I, you know, when I went to concerts, like when there was a mosh pit 
I mean, it was mostly guys, but it was like a release for them. Like they would, they were always respectful of one another. I mean, they went hard when they were in the pit, but after the show, everybody was like laughing and sweaty and like, they got, they got like a big workout and they got to get out their aggressions in a really healthy manner. Yeah. It's like so different now. Yep. Yep. I'd like you would go to those shows and you would be like, yeah, dude, <laughs> like you're like, this is awesome. Like you, anything that bothered you, you could take it out at that yeah. show and you would always leave uplifted. Yep. And now when you leave these shows, you're, I think you harbor more anger and more resentment and you're the resistance and society is bad and, you yeah. know. That wasn't the vibe no, when when we were at these shows. It was like a release and a way to sweat and people weren't drinking, you know? It wasn't yeah. like raves in the 90s where people were drinking water <laughs> and doing drugs and shit. It was yeah. like mostly like straight edge, like skater kids just going ham and then sweating and we would all be normal. Yep. Yep. I think the, like the propensity too for people to like, for like the level of uh, sophistication and like the level of like musicality that people like these days is so crazy because they just go to these like, you know, raves and shit. And they're just like listening to this wobble wobble music the whole time that has no talent. Like the dude's pressing a button. Some of them are talented. Don't get me wrong. Like rest in peace of Ichi. Cause that guy was a real one fighting for truth and that's why they killed them that's a different topic but you know like i think a lot of it is like this fast food generation you know where it's like going back like everyone's lazy everyone wants the easiest most digestible most like coolest thing that they can get into no one's analyzing no one's being like oh let's listen like no one reads fucking lyrics these days i feel like you know like no one's listening to like the next you know skrillex or whatever and being like oh these lyrics really mean something to me it's always just like some bullshit you know that sounds cool um, or it's a mumble rapper who's, you know, using 808 beats to, you know, summon some dark energy. It's, it's all of that crap, you know, it's like, and people are attracted to it because I think it is like that temporal kind of like, um, earthly kind of temptation, you know, it's like, you could have this fast food and really enjoy it. And it's fun. And your friends and you will all dance and maybe you'll get into some fights and fuck society. Like you said, you know, like you're part of the resistance and you don't need no man and you don't need to like be in a relationship and you don't need to have kids. Like let's just party forever. Okay. Good luck with that. No one to love, you know, like ultimately they're, they're destroying that they're destroying love. Yeah. You know, they're, they're destroying um, positivity. You, it's, it's, it's dressed up as something so fun and so delicious. And it's the apple, you know, it's the apple. It's, it's everyone's taking a bite out of the apple and soon enough that apple's going to fucking rot and you're going to realize that, you know, it turns to ashes in your mouth and, there's nothing left, you know, like what is yeah. that? And Satan's going to laugh at you. Like, it's going to be like, I got gotcha. you too late, you know? And that's, that's, uh, that's ultimately what they're, what they have in store for everyone, you know, is that they're leading you down a dark path that it's a circus, you know, they're showing you something that's very attractive and shiny and bright and you want it and you want more of it and you can't stop yourself from having more of it until you yeah, get fear of missing out. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's so real Mm -hmm. and so visceral for so many people. And so many people are 
on social media manufacturing these fake lives that people stupidly believe and then they get so depressed like gen z is a disaster they're really fucked yeah they were slated initially to be the most conservative generation ever wow and then they they were like, fuck that. We can't have that. Now we're going to bring porn into schools. Like my neighbor was like, I have a friend who has an 11-year-old child. And she was home one evening and walked into the bathroom. And her 11-year-old son was masturbating and had a book in his hand. And the mom said, what are you doing? He said, I'm doing my homework. And she said, what are you talking about? And she grabbed the book out of his hand. And sure enough, it was like pictures of how to masturbate. And then there were pictures of anal sacs and vaginal sacs for 11-year-olds. And she yanked out her granddaughter, who's six, out of public school. And now it's going to start her into... Uh, Catholic school, which, you know, for some reason, I don't think are much better, but I'd agree with that. hundred percent. Yeah. Because the Catholic religion, it was hijacked a long time ago. Oh yeah. So oh, yeah. I mean, all religion was pretty much, yep. there's like all these books from the Bible that are buried under the Vatican, like with all the truth, ancient Egyptian truth, I think in them hidden from society and only Klaus Schwab and company have, you know, are privy to all of this ancient knowledge, you know, of course they don't, they don't want the average parasite or cattle or ants or whatever they perceive us to be, to have, to have any knowledge about how magical we truly are. Yep. Yep and how to activate our superpowers and our dormant DNA, which we all have. And if you spend enough time focusing on yourself, that's why they love to distract you. Yep. So if you don't watch Netflix and instead you meditate, you start to achieve some sort of enlightenment. And then like magical shit starts happening in your life. Yep. And you start you know, noticing the subtle energies and the synchronicities and the beauty and the simplest things. And then you start to realize that you can start to read people's minds and you become psychic and you're like, whoa, right? And like the more you focus on yourself, the more powerful you become. And that's why this whole matrix was constructed to keep people away from themselves and to keep them hating themselves, competing, mass consumerism, right? Which just creates misery. Yep. And when all you have to do is go to the ocean, go in the woods, chill, look at birds, like shit that, quote unquote <laughs> old people do right yeah. <laughs> like like today i was outside getting some sun on my break and i was just like cruising back and forth just to get my circulation going and there was a dragonfly like a little red helicopter and he was so cool 
And like, I started to really focus on it and send it love. And then it was like, kept, then it kept coming at me. And I was yeah. like, Oh, fuck. I'm like, <laughs> stop it. Like, it was like, I was like, you're really cool, but I don't need you flying in my face right now. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Personal space. It's bro. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's like amazing what you can do with your mind. Yeah. And how you can communicate in the ether with all the other life forms. And my friend was talking about how she was in the ocean the other day. She runs a scalar energy healing room. I don't know if you know anything about that, but she's out. She's always in that toroidal field of energy. And she said she went right to the ocean after she got out of an overnight and she's, she went into the shallow you know, part like up to her waist or whatever and looked down and all these fish were around her. Like, like they were like feeling her love and she was like sending, you know what I mean? Like connecting with them. Yeah. And that's how there's this book. How do your pets know when you're coming home? Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. I don't know the actual title, but my old boss was an energy psychologist and his friend wrote that book. Wow. And I remember when I had my dog And you can telepathically communicate with animals. That's how they know when you're coming home. Yep. Because you're thinking about them. Yep. Just like when you're thinking about another person, if you have that connection with them, they feel it. They don't want you to know that sort of stuff. Nope. All that stuff is reserved for the elites, for the 1%, for the Illuminati to cast spells and to use words and to use, try to say this to like normies and they're like, you're a fucking freak or whatever. You're (laughs) weird. You don't. And it's like, wow. Like you don't understand like the true value of energy. And, and if you did, you wouldn't be just handing it out. So haphazardly yeah right you wouldn't just be sleeping around you wouldn't be mixing your energy because like that's a precious commodity that's your currency yep 100% and for you to be in your 30s and be a millennial and to understand that is so powerful and I hope that so many more people of them and I'm a gen x and I hope that people but Gen X and millennials really get along well. Yeah, we do. There's, there's like a, a symbiosis there. Have never been bogged down by societal norms. Ever since I was young, I was like, I'm not subscribing to this. I'm not, yeah. like, this is, this is fake. This is not real. I am who I am. And I'm moving in this world the way that I want to move in this world. And I'm naturally rebellious. And I remember being in high school, being like offended that I had to raise my hand and ask if I could piss. And I was like, I'm not in control of when my body wants to pee. (laughs) And I would always be in the principal's office, not for anything bad, but for being rebellious. And the principal, and I would have these deep conversations with the principal and he always thought I was so interesting. And I would be like, I just can't ask to piss it's 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 ridiculous yeah you know and i think like people you probably had similar thoughts i think that a lot of people that are similar that are questioning 
this reality that has been manufactured for us had that same feeling, right? Had that same rebellious, like, is this all there is? Like, oh, I'm supposed to go to the movies or a bar on the weekend? <laughs> like, yep. Yep. And and you have that realization, right? You you go through that melancholia, right, in your twenties, where you're like, "Fuck, this can't be all there is." Yep. Right. Hundred percent. Now I went through that. Hundred percent. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. I think if you're if you're born into that awareness and you kind of just carry it with you, anything that tries to box you in, or anything like you said that's manufactured or you know kind of fabricated to keep us. Uh, in those, uh, you know, little cells is uh, kind of unnatural to you and you feel wrong following it. You feel wrong following along and they've amped it up a lot. You know, I mean, school in general, like, you know, you talked about your friend's kids. That's horrible. Um, I think those people belong in a wood, in a wood chipper feet first. Honestly, that's that's my solution for them. Um, but, uh, you know, like they're turning, they're really turning the dial up a lot to like that point where it's like becoming like, so prevalent in schools it's like the only thing left to do is to take our power back you know what i mean is to take our power back as parents especially and like um as leaders and as adults to take that power back and not be duped by these people that we belay our responsibility of children off onto sometimes willingly sometimes without a choice because we're busy and we have to work for a slave for the money to provide um but realizing that this is a real thing that's happening because a lot of people still don't believe it. They think it's a, some sort of conservative uh, clownery that we're making up for some reason. Um, and taking the power back, calling these people out, um, putting them on trial and, you know, ultimately doing what we have to do. But yeah, I think a lot, a lot of it too is like the things that they, that they put into the sky, that they put into the food, that they put into the water has dumbed down that natural innate uh, propensity for us to question things. And so you see a lot less kids these days, like acting how maybe I, I presume you did, like how you were saying and how I did when I was younger, like going against the grain, um, prescribing them Adderall and Ritalin and all these things because they don't want to fucking sit still for 10 hours a day and be told what to do and be told to raise their hand. To be in a concrete prison. Yeah, exactly. Like that's, that's natural. Right. But, um, I think they've, they've tried to pull that and they've tried to like really control that and kind of, you know, let's get this kind of taken care of so that we don't have to deal with these kind of people. And we can just, you know, from birth, from the second you're born, they're injecting you with things, right? They're trying to, and, and they know, they damn well know that these things are not good for us, right? That vaccine science is real science. I wholeheartedly believe that the vaccines have become completely bastardized and, and, uh, you know, uh, inundated with things that are meant to harm our bodies. It's not even like, oh, yeah, this has some mercury in it. That's that's a byproduct. No, that was deliberately placed in there because heavy metals are going to dump down the brain. They're going to cause an increase in autism and other, uh, you know, immune uh, immune destroying, uh, you know, ailments that we then rely on big pharma for. And then they can inundate you more with shit they spray in the sky and the shit they put in the water and the food. And everyone becomes a dumb, subservient uh clown you know like we're just ultimately just sheep to them yeah so passive like, passive they want everybody super passive, super passive. and overweight and like yep. subservient and uh that's just not in my dna it's not and i think once you like start to realize that once you start for me it's like 
once I started to, I, once I stopped drinking alcohol, once I stopped doing those things, like you said, like entertaining myself with like going out on the weekends and doing the shit that people do. Distracting that yourself uh-huh. from yourself, you're, from you're, your family. You start to realize like, wow, there's a lot more to life. Like there's a, I could feel a lot better. Like I could do so much. I can get so much done. Like I have all this power, like you said, within myself to like connect to nature around me to put my feet in the fucking grass and like, you know, get those negative ions and, and heal some of these ailments and this inflammation in my body and like be able to think clearly and be able to connect to the environment around myself rather than living in this matrix and this fabricated reality that we all take part in until we realize that we need to take the red pill and wake up. But I think you kind of mentioned on your last podcast too, but it's like, uh, it's a, uh, what do you call it? It's like bittersweet, you know, cause you take the red pill and then you're kind of fucked, you know, <laughs> it's like, yeah. it's like, then you're, it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, ignorance is bliss sort of situation, you know? And like a lot of times I, I, there's a lot of days I wake up and I'm just like, man, I really wish that I was just like an ignorant woke clown a lot of days, you know, like, <laughs> not going to lie, you know, like, yeah, it's easier, like it's easier to be like, yeah, man, let's just fucking go to the bar and get fucking hammered. Let's go to, <laughs> let's go to brunch, man. To you brunch. know, it's like, bottomless mimosas, bro. <laughs> yeah. So it's so out. Yep, it is. And those things are, those things are easy. That's, that's the life that they've set up for society is a life of choosing the easy now and dealing with the most difficult thing later. But, you know, people, people like ourselves who have taken that path, taken the red pill are dealing with the difficult now so that we can have the easy later, you know, so we can have beauty later, but we have to fight and struggle right now through this life because that's the way that it's been laid out before us. We're in the spiritual battle. So. And we have to keep searching for the beauty while we know the truth, because otherwise we'll go insane because it's such a burden to know what we know. Yep. And it can be very overwhelming at times. Like I'll find there are some days that are real hard for me and I can feel my adrenaline, you know, yep. ripping ripping through my body and making me anxious. And I have to say, okay, I need to diaphragmatic breathe. I need yep. to read a little bit less. I need to think better thoughts. I need to get on my bike, not avoid what I'm feeling right now. It's so, everybody's so quick to grab a drink or take a pill mm-hmm. or, I mean, I'll take a supplement. I'll yeah. take like a, you know, L-theanine or a GABA or something like that. Yeah. You know, there are supplements for everything and sort of try to figure out how I'm making myself upset and that's what we've lost. Yep. And that's the only way to do it. And I, I think they call it shadow work or whatever. Yep. And, um, and shadow work is just simply allowing yourself to feel and to survive it without distracting yourself and trying to figure it out. Why am I feeling this way and get through it? And I think it's, particularly for people who are awake are doing that serious uh, psychological, emotional, you know, work. Yep. hundred percent. That's, that's the hardest choice, you know, to, to really take a look, a deep look at yourself and try to like begin on that journey of doing that work. It's easier. Like you said, just to put a bandaid on it and use some sort of substance to kind of take your mind off of it or, you know, watch endless hours of TV to distract yourself. You know, there's all these 
things that we can distract ourselves with that they've ultimately given us as tools to weaken our, you know, our senses and to weaken our, our ability to heal ourselves from within, you know, and, and to know ourselves, to know who you are. So many people don't know who they are. I identify with cultural stuff, like sort of like, you know, indie punk rock sort of stuff. But I find myself like now that I'm so awake, embarrassed if I'm referencing a movie now or a book and I'm like, fuck, am I like that programmed? Yeah. But I feel like it's just getting progressively worse. Stranger Than Paradise. If I mention that film, am I programmed? Koina mm. Scotsy, right? Hopi Life Out of Balance. Like, oh, I was so severely into like all the independent shit. Like, yeah. going to see David Byrne. I was always like counterculture. And I was like, man, I was always smart. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought Disney was real fucking corny. I was yeah. like, even when I when I was little, I was like, there's something wrong with people that wear Disney characters on their shit, on their shirts. It's a cult. And have the stuffed animals. And I would be like, when I was young, I would be like, you're fucking weird. <laughs> like how how did I know that they were a bunch of pedos? Yeah. Yep. It's your innate right. I think it's your innate ability to be able to like like kind of feel those things, you know? It's it's some there's something off about it. There's always something yeah. to talk about it. And people, a lot of people don't have that, you know, ability and they fall into it. It's a cult, you know, it's that kind of like gathering. And ultimately it's people just want to belong to something, you know, it's like they can identify. I did not. I did you know? not want to. I was, no, I know. I know. I'm saying, I think like yeah, people, but, people easily fall into it because they're, they don't have like that strength. That, that independent yeah, thought exactly. that. Like I was always like, I'm my own person. Yeah, exactly. You don't want to be part of the crowd. You don't want to be part of that. Never, never. I I always dressed really like crazy, (laughs) but I was best dressed every year because I was ahead of my time. And my mom would be like, why can't you dress like so-and-so like in tube tops and high heels and shit? And I was like, cause I'm cool. Yep. I'm not, I'm wearing like baggies. Like I'm wearing like next level shit. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like I always knew it. I was reading like fashion magazines when I was like five. Damn. <laughs> and I, you know, I was selling my clothes and buying cigarettes and I had four in the woods <laughs> and I would like be like apocalypse now. Like that dude smoking my cigarettes at 10 years old in my fort, cooking my own beans over fire. <laughs> I like led my neighborhood. You know, and I knew I was always a leader. I was, I was like, I'm not listening to this. Like, if anything, I bossed everybody around. Yep. You know? Yep. That's the way to be. Yeah. And you, I feel like we're so similar. A hundred percent. Yeah. I feel like we are too. (laughs) It's so funny because I feel like, I feel the energy behind your posts and I'm like, I feel it. (laughs) I feel it so hard in my soul. Like I'm laughing, but I yeah. love the savagery because inside <laughs> of me is like, I'm such a warrior. And I remember like this guy, he was in a couple punk bands in New York and I used to thrift shop for him and style okay. him. And he always had a crush on me. And I, 
I never <laughs> liked him, but he's like, you know, you're only, you're at war with the world. <laughs> and I was like, well, you say it like it's a bad thing. Right. Right. And now I'm like, I always knew it's kind of prophetic. Yeah. I feel that in my soul, hundred percent. Yeah. So when I when I look at your memes and they're like hard, like you know <laughs> what I mean, like driving, like like borderline. I wouldn't say mean, but like there's so much truth to them and so much intensity. And I was like, man, I can vibe with this. Like this, this is the energy we need right now to overcome this darkness. I mean, it's. It's a little dark, but it's dark for the light. 100%. You know what I mean? Like you're shining a light on the dark, if yeah. that makes sense. It does. And that, that's like, that's ultimately was the goal. And like, I went a long time, like not like really commenting on anything that was happening and just kind of internalizing a lot of things. And a lot of my stuff, like if you look back on my posts, a lot of it, that was my personal page before. So a lot of it was like geared towards like fitness and health and that kind of stuff. Um, and those sort of things to like open up yourself to like healing, like cold baths and sauna and all those really useful tools, red light. Um, but it came to a point where I was like, yeah, man, like I'm just kind of sick of like seeing shit and like, I'm kind of sick of like posting the same stuff I post. Like, let's shake it up a little bit, you know? And I started just like dabbling in like meme apps and like fucking around and sharing them with my friends. And like, they're like, dude, these are like funny. You got to share these. And I was like, yeah, but what if like I get like, you know, canceled or and then like one day I was just like, I'm gonna share it. Like if it fucking if I get canceled, like I learn a lesson from it, you know. If not, like I don't really care, you know. At my band still, like I'll go, I'll play music and hopefully, you know, we can separate the two. But a lot of times you're right though, it's a lot of like energy at once. Um, it takes a lot of work to make them number one, like not not being like, oh, I'm fucking awesome, but it takes a lot of work, it takes a lot of yeah, thought. It does. Um, it's a lot of energy. And like last week or two weeks ago, I just had to take a break. It's like one of those times where it's just like, Man, I really want to post some memes this week and like I really wanna like, you know, do my service and do my duty and like, you know, interact with my community, friends online, yourself included, you know, and like we can laugh about it and stuff. And it's like a fun like gathering, like internet gathering, you know. Um comment on like the most you know recent occurrences that happen in the world and make light of them but sometimes it's just like takes so much energy that it's just like you just need to kind of step away and like take a breather and like have like a sort of as you mentioned earlier like a dopamine fast you know and just kind of yeah. be like, i really want to make these right now i really do i really want to comment on stuff but like i need to take some time for myself too and like get my head right for this week and just like step away from this craziness because it's so easy to become like enveloped in it and like just kind of lose sight of yourself and those things too but i appreciate you a lot calling them out i'm glad <laughs> glad you like them i love your posts too they keep me going Thank you guys you. all motivate me i mean it's like it's like a teeter-totter you know it's like i see people's posts that inspires me to do like a post about you know something then i'll find a movie clip and like okay so yeah, it's metaphorical ping pong it is yeah it is 100 percent. we're just like exchanging good positive energy to try and wake people up and i think like that's that is like our um our clown world calls it hateful. Oh yeah, of course we're hateful. We're anti everything. Uh, you know, we're just terrible people, and we're leading a genocide of trans people that does not exist. And <laughs> you know, um, yeah, we're horrible people because we want to protect children and, and keep uh, sex out of our schools and keep our children from being sexualized. Because that's just such a terrible thing, you know. 
Yeah, we want to retain the innocence and the magicalness of childhood. And I have to tell you, I'm so jealous of your meme lordness because I have, <laughs> it takes a very special part of your brain to connect that. And I'm a writer, but I'm not, I've often wanted to create memes, but I can't activate that part of my brain for some reason. So I want to, you know, give you some props for that because I have torn my mind open because I love memes so much. I can't, it's a skill that I don't possess, but I'm, I'm, I'm a sharp tongued though. I'm a very good sardonic writer. Yeah. There's a lot of intensity behind my writing and I do have that skill. And I do write screenplays and I'm very good at that. I sew. I would be a good, like an excellent pioneer woman. Heck like yeah. I, I make skincare, organic skincare. I sew. I cook. I have a container garden on my patio, but I have not yet met a deserving man. I'm very particular. They have to be unvaxxed. <laughs> they can't have fraternized with a vaxxed woman in any way, shape, or form. Hell yeah. That's what I'm talking about. And um, I don't want to deal with anybody else's kids. I don't. It's hard enough to have a relationship with a man. Yeah. But add in like an ex-wife and a mother to her kids because I can understand how they're going to be really protective of their children. And I don't. I don't need any of it. My pool is shrinking, you know, incrementally every day. So at this point, I'm like, I may never find him. I mean, I've had some great loves in my life, so I I don't feel like I'm deprived. And I've, I've been around some very prominent men. I have spent time with leaders and, and culture, you know, in punk rock culture and movie culture and, um, you know, culture in general, because I've always had confidence and I always went for what I wanted and I wasn't bad looking either. So the combination of being a rebel and I'm not going to settle. I'll die alone. I'm not, I'm not, I'll go out in the middle of fire. I'm like, ISIS come, come down. I'll just walk in the middle of the road. I don't give a <laughs> shit because I'm not settling for some dude who owns an insurance company. I'm sorry. I'm way too creative and cool to be with some ordinary dude. I agree. So, so my pool is like an inch big, you know, like it's like minuscule and it's ever since like communism came down in 2020, it has shrunk so much more. Yeah. Dating's hard. And it's like, they're really making this world way harder than it needs to be. We're not meant to suffer like this. We're very benevolent, loving beings. Yep. Yep. And that might sound liberal, but we really are. No, I agree a hundred percent. That's, and that's, that's our natural state. Yep. They twist and distort that to make it seem like it's, they, they, they redefine the definition of love and positivity mm-hmm. and acceptance. Mm-hmm. You know, of course now they're, it's all about, you know, bringing about all these horrific things that, you know, we stand against. They want to call those things the definition of love and accept, uh, you know, the new, the new. Uh, it's it's antithetical of, as fuck. It's the opposite. It 
That's the, it's the opposite because it's just make creating more suffering. Yep. It's inverse. It's inverse uh, definitions of everything. And I feel for you. I have a lot of friends who tell me about like the dating scene, like they're friends, of course, of mine, because they're they're They believe in the same things I believe. And, you know, we kind of support the same things and detest other things. And um, I feel for you a hundred percent. I would say, you know, it's just, there's, there's definitely still those people out there. And I think that's one good thing about like this community that we have on, on Instagram, we have on yeah. social media is like meeting people like that, connecting with like, like-minded people, having that sort of, uh, that sort of connection, you know, cause ultimately that's what they want to, they want to siloed, completely siloed and like yeah. feeling alone and feeling depressed and feeling like no one gets us. And I mean, they're really turning up the, turning up the, the heat on us a lot. Yeah, they are, you know, to like, and I've seen a lot of truthers who have like backtracked too. like, they maybe took the red pill and then they're just like, fuck, this is way too hard. Like I need to like, just go back down the rabbit hole, go back up, you know, like I've seen that happen too, because it's not an easy existence either. And it's not easy to like, be like, Hey, I want to go date again. But like, I also don't want anyone who's been vaccinated because I know the spike protein is, you know, going into everyone through like, you know, like you said, fraternizing with one another, like, it's hard. It's hard. They've, they've really subjugated us and put us in like a box. Um, and we're constantly every day scratching and trying to get out of that box. And, and people like, can lie that. too. They can yep. lie and say they're not vaccinated. Yep. They can lie and say, I'll, I'll say, well, have you asked the women that you've dated if they're vaccinated? And they're like, no, I never asked. And then I'm like, bye. Yeah. So, bye. <laughs> See like I, I don't, I have standards that I am not, you know, most men are not ready for me. A hundred percent. I know that. I know that. And it is what it is. So. Yeah. That miss that <laughs> Mr. Charming will come along. Though. I truly believe it. <laughs> good guys out there. I, I know some good guys for sure out there looking for love, looking for, looking for nice women such as yourself who stand for the right things and are not vaccinated specifically and are, you know, freedom fighters and have their own opinion and are strong willed women, you know, like, I think, I think the large portion of men these days have been really mesmerized and hypnotized into like wanting that sort of subservient female counterpart, you know, and like they do whatever they say and um, play along. And the yeah, that's, that is a fine line right now within yeah. like, I remember the MGTOW movement, right? Yeah. And then like, it's like such a fine line. It is. 100%. Because I don't necessarily agree with feminism, but I, I agree with, like, I think I'm a first wave feminist, meaning like I can take care of myself, but yeah. I wasn't like, yeah, girl power or whatever. It was just like an innate strength that I possessed very naturally. Yeah. It wasn't something that I labeled. You know, and now there's like, it's such a blurred line between like traditionalists and because there is a divine masculine and a divine feminine. I have yet to meet that divine masculine that will let me shed my masculine. I've always had to take care of everyone because I, I was always so strong. So I have yet to experience my divine feminine within relationship because I didn't, I don't think I picked the right guys. You know, did you know that there's a study that women that were on birth control pick weaker men? 
oh, I heard about that. Yeah. Yeah, I heard about that, which is, of course, you know, weaponized, another weaponized medication. You know, That would definitely be a reason why I never married, because I wasn't picking the right guys. Yeah. Yep. And it's not, I mean, I... I mean, I dated really successful people. Yeah. But I never was like, yeah, this is Mr. Forever. Yeah, this is the one. Yeah. Yeah. I never had that like feeling. Yep. So, yep. It's interesting. And it I is. was on birth control for a long time. Yeah. So, and I look back and I was like, yeah, some of those guys were like feminine. And I was like, <laughs> we stronger. Yeah. A hundred percent. So weird. Yeah. So now it's like we have to straddle that blurred line. And I think, I don't know if we necessarily have to be equals. I mean, I think it would be cool to have a counterpart who was stronger than me. Yeah. I just haven't experienced that yet. Yeah, I agree. We are, we're all, I mean, biologically we're meant for different roles you know that's that's what it comes down to and like they try to blur the lines of that for whatever purposes you know but yeah and gender um, and all that stuff and it's like yeah we're we're natural organic beings we're electric beings yep and electricity is the way we communicate verbally non-verbally energy a vibe they just messed with it all Yep, they confused everyone. They could, yeah. They, they twisted all the wires, and, and now they're just uh, letting it all play out as as it will, you know. And everyone, yeah. uh, we're all, you know, especially the newer generations are definitely a product of that confusion, and they're being inundated with it daily, and you know, in every which way possible through their phone screen, through their you know teachers at school, like they're they have it bad, you know. And, that's and they're putting it into our justice system and making oh it. Oh illegal and all this stuff that's yeah. like that's cultural marxism marxist was a bum who they paid to write the communist manifesto he didn't do anything with his life yep they're always and, just bigger heads and not that i'm a huge i mean i like making a profit because i like making shit right yep. i love like a challenge but it's not like the end all be all. What happened was, is that everybody needed that second house. So they had to keep farming out to China and get cheaper and cheaper labor, labor to make more and more and more profit. And greed was a gateway sin that just wrecked everything and perverted capitalism and made it into crony capitalism. It was a really good idea initially. Yep. And they fucked it up. It's become bastardized completely. Yeah. So it's like, there has to be like some happy medium. I don't want socialism, but I mean, I could definitely see myself living in a community, but there's always going to be that lazy son of a bitch that doesn't want to do jack shit. <laughs> the right? lazy kid in the school project. Yeah. There's always one. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why socialism and communism doesn't work. Yep. Yep. There's because always there has to, there, you know, hopefully all of us smart people will come up with a better way to run society. I think it's just going back to like that more like traditional kind of approach, you know, like for me, I already know, like, I'm not going to put my kid in public school. Like I'm going to try to find a co-op and, you know, we're going to try to raise her like learning things that are important, right? Like farming, like, yeah, of course, curriculum, that's important, right? You need to know basic math and, 
um, you know, those sort of things, geography and whatnot. Writing, but, yeah. Yeah, Communication. but you also, like, learn skills. You need to learn, like, how to build things. You need to learn how to grow things. You need to, like, be in tune with those things that are natural. How to survive. How to, how survive. to survive. Exactly. Like, if you put someone in public school, they don't know how to survive. Like, they can tell you about history, fake history or math, but they don't know yeah, how to survive. Yeah, fake history. That's <laughs> a good idea. That's a good idea. <laughs> Because I know that they used to have, like, survival, uh, like, out in the desert and shit in California in the 90s. But I think that that should be a big business now. It should. You should should think about that. Right? That's a good I know that there's, like, farm schools that were down the street from my grandmother's farm in upstate New York. And But I think that the future, a future business could be, like, prepping – yeah. Far like basic skills, like how to create free electricity, how yeah. to grow food, how to do rainwater catchers. And I, I know that, you know, some people that know that stuff, but I think that art. that could be like big business. I think a hundred percent. It's a lost art these days. And it's like all stuff that it's funny when you think about it, because it's like, if all of this collapsed tomorrow, like those would be the only things that matter. The and rednecks, the rednecks are going to survive. Oh, hell yeah. There's so many people out where I live that just like, I'm like, yeah, these people know what's up. Like, they're, they're prepared, you know, they're yeah. prepared. And, I'm and they and they eat the shittiest food and they're still living. Like the human body is really resilient. And that's why <laughs> it's a multi-pronged approach to try to kill us because yep. it, we're hard to kill. And if yep. you're healthy, you've become a thousand times harder to kill. Yep. And more in tune with yourself. Yeah. And smarter. And that's exactly what they don't want. So that's why I'm a fucking warrior. That's why I'm at the gym. I'm lifting and I'm like, yeah, bitch, this feels fucking good. And I'm out on my bike <laughs> and um, and I had a ribeye for lunch. That's all, yeah. that's all I ate was with Celtic sea salt on it. Yeah. It's my favorite cut right there. Yeah. That's the best lunch right there. Are you on the carnivore diet right now? No, but I tried to lean keto because that's the God spark. Yep. That's 100%. what that's what kind of reduces the inflammation and puts you in touch with like your God gene and shit, you know? Yeah. And um allows you to just thrive. Yeah. I mean you have to carb load, you know, after a certain period of time. I just haven't mastered that. I haven't gained that sort of knowledge, but I think my body tells me when I need to carb load and I'll like hammer carbs. And I'm like, damn, why am I so hungry? Like, it's like almost (laughs) disturbing. I'm like shoving keto bread in my mouth, like an animal. (laughs) And I'm like, starving to the point like ad nauseum and I was like okay yeah I'm carb loading so I'm just listening to my body but I know that there's a method yeah yeah I think there's definitely like a once you start to get more in tune once you start to clean up your diet and just like really take the things out that are doing damage to you like before even getting into like ketosis or even getting to like those different states like you start to just become more in tune and you start to become more aware of what you need, you know, and that's, that's definitely a, it's a process for sure. And it changes seasonally. Like it's like epi paleo is like eating, like where, where your, you know, your seasons are and eating stuff that's in season at the time. That's not going to cause more inflammation and cause you to feel out of sync with your natural ability to heal and all of these different things that have just become 
I mean, since since worldwide shipping has become a thing, it's completely destroyed our food chain because we can eat a freaking uh, you know mango in the middle of the winter, and it's not natural to our bodies. You know, like it's it's confused. It's confused our bodies and our and our minds and our ability to uh, be uh, a self healing machine. So once we get back to that and back to our innate abilities yeah. to listen to ourselves, it gives you a lot of power. You know who Paul Check is. I don't know. I have many oh, names he's to look so up. Cool. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to trade some info. Most definitely. On, uh, a lot of people, because I think I could turn you on to a lot of really cool influencers that will probably take you to the next level. And you could probably awesome. do that for me too. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Yeah, so I think this is a natural time to wind down. And I've really enjoyed our conversation. I instinctively knew that I would and that you would bring out some depth in me where my my other podcasts were more of an interview nature. I was like, I know that I'm going to have like a little bit of a deeper and reveal more about myself with this guy. I kind of instinctively knew that. So thank you. That was thank you. It's hard for me sometimes to be vulnerable because I'm a double Capricorn Scorp rising. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, I have a very hard chart. I'm hyper productive and like I, I just love getting shit done. Yeah, you I can know? tell. I can tell you're yeah. a doer. I can definitely tell you're a doer. It's, yeah. it's motivating me and I'm, I honestly had a great time and I'm so appreciative and, and honored to be on here. And I, again, Thank I love you. your posts. I love your page. So it's an honor to be here with you. Just talking about other things. Well, thank you. And uh, maybe we'll do another one down the road.